Welcome to this podcast from Riverside Church Whitstable. We hope you find it helpful and encouraging. If you would like to find out more information about us, why not check out our website at riversideuk.org, our Facebook page, or follow us on Twitter at WhitRiverside. Good evening, folks. Good to see you tonight. I won't ask you that $50 million question. Are you? Good. Well, tonight we're going to take things down a little bit. We're going to have a chance to hopefully uh, centre ourselves. I'll stay here because I won't be the light one. Centre ourselves um, in all the business and all the uh, chaos that is Christmas and really just have a chance to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us, uh, bring us his peace, bring us his love, bring us his grace. So uh, we've got uh, an acoustic set tonight, a bit stripped back. I'm going to do three small talks and we're going to disperse that with other things. And you're going to have some chance to participate tonight. I'm not going to have you running around making things, don't worry. But you can participate in your seats where you are with actually what we're talking about tonight. Is that okay? So the first bit of participation, I'd like you to stand. And we're going to read some liturgies together off the screens, okay? So this may or may not be something you're familiar with. I'm going to read a prayer. You've got a response part to that prayer. Uh, And so you'll see on the screen which says, all, that's your bit to respond, okay? And all you've got to say is, be born in us today. You want to try that? Very good, okay. So, um, put the first slide up for me, please, Jackie. Right, I'll read this first bit. Let us praise the eternal word of God, who is seated at God's right hand, and yet was born for us in the midst of time, saying, be born in us today. O saving Lord, God with us, born of the Virgin by the power of the Spirit, Son of David, foretold by the prophets, Glorious offspring of Abraham's awaited by the patriarchs. Sorry. Oh, is that better? Saviour of your people, proclaimed by angels. O light eternal, giving sight to the eyes of the blind. O lover of justice and peace, ruler of all the ages. Let's just close our eyes for a moment. Lord, as we're here to celebrate your birth... We just hope and pray for a new birth in our own spirits, God, tonight. Lord, we ask that you would come and refresh us and renew us. And Lord, would you be born afresh in us tonight by your spirit. Lord, we choose to centre ourselves in you now. We choose to let all the busyness of Christmas just go to one side. And God, we focus it on you. So Lord, in the words of that prayer, would you come and be born in us by your spirit this evening. And let this Christmas be special because your presence is so strongly with us. So Lord, we invite you to the very heart of this time tonight. And God, help us to focus in on you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we're going to sing the creed together. The words of that song are uh, called the creed because the declaration of truth is core. Beliefs that every follower of Jesus holds. Let's just reflect on those truths for a moment tonight. The truth we've, we've just sung. It's not just a tune. It's not just a nice song. It's a statement of belief. And so, Lord, we thank you that we stand on the foundation of those beliefs tonight about who you are and what you've done. 
Lord, we thank your word says that you are a rock on which we can stand, on which we can build our lives, God. And we thank you, Lord, regardless of what around us is shifting, Lord, that you are solid ground. So, Lord, let the truth of who you are just permeate our spirits again tonight. Let it drive out fear. Let it usher in peace, Lord, I pray, into our spirits now. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask Gavin who's going to come and read for us. Take your seats, please. Thank you. Um, For anyone who's not aware, this is um, what Bibles used to look like. I'm reading from Matthew chapter 2, verses uh, 1 to 12. I'll give you a little bit of time to look it up if you've got your Bible with you because there are no subtitles um, for for my reading. Um, So, the visit of the Magi. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, In the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warmed in a dream, not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Thank you, Gavin. <coughs> so tonight we're going to focus on these, uh, these three gifts bought by the Magi, the wise men. Probably astronomers who've been watching the stars looking for signs of the Messiah, who they knew was to be born. And so we don't know exactly what they saw in the heavens. The Bible talks of a star they followed whether that was a conjunction of planets or whether it was a comet, we can only surmise what was there. But um, they saw this star and they followed it over to the place where Jesus was born. And they brought these incredible three gifts. And the gifts I want to look at tonight and the symbolic nature of them for ourselves. And the first gift is gold. Gold's always been rare and precious. Anybody got any gold on tonight? Made into jewellery, made into coins. It's a rare element and it's, uh, it's found in its purest form as you find it on your finger. It's so inert, you can eat it. It won't poison you. 
It won't react with anything. And so when you find gold, you find it as a lump in the ground or in a stream. All the gold that's ever been discovered... Someone's checking the price now. All the gold that's ever been discovered in history would form a cube 20 metres by 20 metres. That's all the gold that's ever been found on the whole earth. So gold has always been seen as precious. It was seen as precious in Jesus' time. An ounce of gold today, 28 grams, is worth about £1,000. So lots of countries use gold as their reserve to basically uh, maintain their capital. And the Magi came and they presented Jesus with gold. We don't know whether it was gold ingots, gold coins, what form this gold took. And even though Jesus was just a baby in a stable, they knew he was a king. And gold was a suitable gift to bring to a king. And it says in the verses that Gavin just read, they bowed down before him. How many babies have you visited and bowed down before? It's not what you expect to do, is it? If you go to see a new mom and a new dad, you don't bow down before their baby. You normally go, ooh, aren't they gorgeous? That's what you normally say. You don't bow down. But these three wise men who would have been incredibly powerful would have travelled with a huge entourage of people, a great caravan of servants and wealth. They came into the presence of the baby Jesus and they bowed down and they worshipped him and they presented him with gold, a symbol of his kingly status. But also gold was used to symbolise purity. Things in the uh, tabernacle were overlaid with gold. Things in the temple were made of gold. And gold symbolises things that are consecrated to God's purposes. And gold has been used to symbolise purity and holiness throughout biblical history. And something that's made of gold is normally set apart, consecrated for God. And consecrated literally means you take something and you put it to holy purpose. It's no longer used for ordinary things, it's put to holy purpose. And this baby Jesus who was there in the manger grew up to become king of all, didn't he? King of the whole universe. And the Bible is the story of God becoming king through Jesus Christ. Now, you and I don't have any gold to bring to Jesus tonight. We can't offer the baby Jesus gold in the way the Magi did. But you do have something incredibly precious in your possession. And that is you. You are the most precious thing that you possess. Did you know that? And we can think of the symbolizing nature of gold tonight as we think about consecrating our own lives again to Christ this Christmas time. It's almost like when you follow Christ, it's almost like he overlays you with gold because he sets you apart, he consecrates you to his purposes. And when we live a consecrated life, all we're saying is, Jesus, you're now in charge. You're in charge. I'm going to step out the way. I'm going to let you be in charge of my life. I'm going to defer to you. I'm going to let you lead, and I'm going to follow. And when we do that, he transforms us. He consecrates us. He changes us. It says in 2 Timothy 2.21, we're made holy. We're useful to the master, prepared to do any good work. We become like those gold, consecrated pieces in the temple set apart for the purposes of God. The gold in the temple was just a shadow. It was just a shadow of Christ's rule, of the kingship of Christ. That's all it symbolised. It pointed forward to him. And now you and I have become the precious tools in the master's hand. It's like you and I are the gold instruments 
that were once in the temple. So I'd like us to do a simple exercise to start this evening. I'd like us to think about Christ's kingship in our own lives again tonight. And we want to do a simple exercise called hands down, hands up. Have you ever done this before? So what we do is we turn our hands down and we symbolise all the things in our lives that really we either want to get rid of or we're struggling with or things that have happened during the week that have affected us. And we just bring all these things to Christ. So that's if you want to, you can close your eyes with me now, if you're comfortable. I'm not going to pinch your wallet, don't worry, you can close your eyes if you feel comfortable to do so. And just turn your hands down and just visualise all this stuff that you're not particularly happy with in your life or is causing you problems. Just visualise all that stuff falling away as you turn your hands down now. Might be situations, might be relationships, people, things, habits. Just stuff that's, that's got in the way of Christ being king of your life. Maybe you want to visualise yourself sort of stepping down so Christ can step up. And then we're just going to turn our hands over, palms up. And we're going to visualise just the fullness of God being poured into our lives again tonight by his spirit. Jesus said, how much more will I give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? He spoke of loving fathers, giving to sons and daughters. But he said, no father is like your heavenly father. How much does he want to give you and fill you with his Holy Spirit? So as you open your hands tonight, just say, Lord, fill me afresh with your spirit. I want to enthrone you in my life. I want you to be in charge. I want to be set apart for your purposes. Useful to you. Useful in your hand. You can just really feel the weight of God now in your hands. The weight of the spirit is here. Resting on us. Come fill us, Lord, tonight we pray. Come fill us, Lord. Fill us, Father. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. So, Lord, we choose to enthrone you afresh tonight in our hearts. We enthrone you as King Jesus. And, Lord, we choose to bow down before you and respond to your kingship, Lord, tonight. And we offer ourselves the most precious things that we have. We offer ourselves to you again afresh tonight. And just say, Lord, would you use us for your glory? Amen. Let's stand to sing our next two songs. Please take your seats. The second gift that was bought was frankincense. Frankincense was used to burn in the temple as a symbol of prayer and worship rising up to God, rising up to heaven. And as the fragrant smoke rose up, it was symbolic of prayer and worship coming before the Father. Our God is a God of relationship. That's why he sent his son Jesus. The word you're so familiar with from John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God the Father gave everything in the Son 
so that you and I could be restored into relationship with him. And Christianity is first and foremost not about rules, not about regulations, not even about churches, but it's about relationship. It's about relationship with our loving Heavenly Father. Comes through Jesus Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And it's also about our relationships with other people. Something that can be tested at Christmas time. Houses are full, families come together, and relationships are right there in the midst of it all. The frankincense offering brought by the Magi was to symbolize a life of worship, a life of prayer, a life of communion with God. And also it expresses not only our love to God, but expresses our love that's poured out for other people. You can't separate love from God for love from people. Jesus brought loving God and loving people together in the cross. And when he was asked which were the greatest commandments, he said, love God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength and love your neighbour as yourself. All the commandments rest on these two. And so our relationship with God is like that frankincense rising before him, our thoughts, our prayers, every aspect of our life comes before him, lived out in worship and communion. And tonight... I want you to think about your own prayer life. I want you to think about your own worship life. People often feel guilty or shame or they feel like they're falling short in their life of prayer or they're falling short in their life of worship. But I want to encourage you tonight to just enjoy what God has opened up for you. The fact that you can talk to God at any moment of any day. You can worship him in the most simple things or the most profound things. And so as we reflect at this Christmas time, let's close our eyes for a moment and think about our relationship with God. And let's think about our relationship with other people. As you think about your relationship with God, just think about how much he loves you, how much he cares for you. He's captivated by you. He values you utterly. God, would you bless our relationship with you tonight afresh? Would you silence the accusing voices? Would you let us enjoy praying and worshipping in the most simple ways, God? No religiosity. Just that heart connection, that spirit connection with you. I want you to picture the people close to you. Might be members of your family, might be a spouse, might be children, mums and dads, aunts and uncles. Think about the people that God has placed around you. Ask for God's help to bless those relationships. How can you be the best dad? How can you be the best mum? How can you be the best husband? the best wife, the best son, the best daughter. As you allow God's love to flow into you, it will flow out of you to other people. So just think about the relationships that you've got this Christmas time. 
You might have people coming over on Christmas Day. You might be going to see people over the holidays. Just think about God's love flowing through you to those people. How can you bless them? So Lord, we ask you to pour your life into our relationship with you and our relationship with others. And Father, I pray that in the new year, our relationships would take on a new dynamic because we see you at the centre of them, Lord. Would you come and breathe afresh on us tonight? We thank you, you're the God who loves relationships. Again, just see the Holy Spirit resting on you. It's a beautiful thing tonight, just the Holy Spirit resting on you and ministering to you. Just allow him to breathe afresh. Perhaps you're going to see somebody tonight in a new way. Perhaps there's somebody that you've, you've become distant from or you've remembered that there's something in the relationship that needs to be sorted out. Perhaps God's going to let you see somebody in a new way tonight. So God, would you soften our hearts? Soften our hearts, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand to worship. Thank you, Lord. Please take your seats. The third gift that was given is myrrh. Myrrh is a perfumed oil that's used to embalm bodies. And this was a strange gift to bring to a child, a child just starting out on life. I'm sure if someone brought your newly born child a gift associated with death, you would take great offence. But the wise men, the magi, they felt led to give these gifts, these symbolic gifts. And they were bringing gifts that reflected of the full significance of the life of Christ. Jesus knew that his life would be given up for us, for you and for me. He said in Mark 10, For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. So Jesus was the ransom price that was paid for you and paid for me. And the myrrh was symbolic of that death that was to come, that death that would take everything that you and I have done wrong, everything that's put a barrier between us and our Heavenly Father, and nail it to that cross in the body of Jesus Christ. He died to set us free, to set us free from guilt, free from addiction, free from fear, free from insignificance, free from all things that would bind us and hold us. And he came to give us freedom to know God, our loving Heavenly Father, in the most intimate way. We're now free to love. We're now free to serve. We're now free to give. And we have the freedom to change. Jesus was the only man who chose to be born in history. And he chose to die for all of us but he would have died for each one of us. And the myrrh is a fitting gift because it symbolizes the death that was to come. Jesus knew his death would be a fragrant offering that would bring us life. And when we receive Christ into our lives, we also receive the myrrh that was brought to him as a child. Because as we follow Jesus, we begin to put to death in our own selves the things that aren't beneficial to us, the things that hinder us, the things that prevent us becoming fully who we are. Have you ever seen a farmer dipping sheep? The sheep don't want to go in the dip, do they? 
they will fight and fight and fight and fight, but they're corralled in, and eventually they get to the, the dip, and then the farmer pushes them under the dip. And he doesn't push them under the dip to drown them. He pushes them under the dip so the chemicals in the dip can get rid of all the ticks and the, the fleas and the lice and the things that are infesting the sheep. And the sheep comes out spluttering and then goes off. And Jesus is in the habit of dipping us continually throughout our lives as we follow him because he wants to rid us of all the things that can contaminate us and bind us and set us back. He doesn't come to kill us, but he does come to change us. And so we receive the myrrh into ourselves when we follow Christ because Jesus is passionate about stripping away everything that would bend you out of shape, everything that would distort the image of God that is within you. And so we receive the myrrh and little by little we put to death in partnership with the Holy Spirit the things that set us back. If any of you have got a mortgage, yeah, that word mortgage, it means to put to death by pieces. So when you have a mortgage, you're putting to death your debt by little pieces. I know it takes a long time. <laughs> but mort, to die in French, gauge, literally when you come to know Christians, little by little, to put to death in you the things that would distort the image of God that is within you. It says in Romans 8.13, if you live by the Spirit, you put to death the misdeeds of the body, then you will live. And so you and I, when we receive the myrrh of Christ into ourselves, we get to partner with Christ to put to death the misdeeds of the body. Little by little, day by day, we're transformed into the likeness of Christ. So the question I want to pose to you tonight is what do you want to put to death in your life? What misdeeds of the body would you like the Spirit's help in putting to death in your life? There might be habits, there might be thought patterns, there might be things that you go to for comfort. Things that distort you, things that distort the shape of God that is in you. And by the Spirit, these things can be put to death. That's what the Scripture says. And as we put them to death, the, the light of Christ in us grows and grows. And so tonight you can pray a simple prayer with me. You can say, Father, Father God, by your Spirit, I renounce. And then you can fill in the blank. And the word renounce simply means to, I'm going to turn my back on. I'm having nothing to do with. I'm, I'm walking away from that particular thing. I renounce that thing. And so you can pray that prayer. Father God, by your spirit, I renounce. So let's close our eyes. When you renounce something, it's a spiritual equivalent of saying, talk to the hand. I don't want any more to do with you. I'm turning away from you. I'm, I'm renouncing you. I don't want your comfort. I don't want what you offer. So you can say, Father God, by your spirit tonight, I'm going to renounce. And you can just choose something maybe in your life that is trying to distort you, that is trying to distort the image of God that's within you. And by the spirit, we put those things to death so Christ can live in you. And then we can say, Father God, forgive me. I've done things that have not honoured you. And he will forgive. He will cleanse. He will restore. And he will fill you afresh with his Holy Spirit. 
So Lord, we choose to renounce those things tonight that might hold us back. And we choose to receive a fresh your forgiveness and the fresh infilling of your spirit. And again, I'm just the Holy Spirit resting on you. It's beautiful tonight, the presence of God here. He's just resting on you and filling you afresh. And he promises to make you clean like new snow. No blemish. So Lord, again, help us to die to those things that would hinder us, entangle us, ensnare us. And help us to put on the new self which is made in the likeness of Christ. And Lord, with the pressures of Christmas, God, help us to just maintain our connection with you. You're our source, you're our life. We bless you tonight. So we're going to worship again now, and the second song is going to lead us into communion. So I'll, I'll just come back up and lead us into communion. But let's just, just continue to embrace. We don't often talk about death, but you know, the narrative that Christ gave us is death to self. Anyone who wants to follow me, Jesus said, must pick up their cross and die to self. If you die to yourself, you will find life. So I encourage you, as you think about the new year ahead, how can you, by the Spirit, put to death the misdeeds of the body and allow more of Christ to flourish in you? Let's stand together. Just have some moments of quiet now. But the peace of God fill your heart again this Christmas it's been a lovely sense of God's presence here tonight and I've been in the privileged position about to look out and see the spirit resting on you I just want to encourage you that this Christmas I think God is really seeking to draw close to each one of us and sometimes you might feel that God is far away sometimes you might feel he's close but I think there's a real sense tonight in this room of God's heart for you and how much he loves you and how much he wants to draw close to you. And so I just encourage you to make a bit of space over this Christmas break. Maybe just draw aside and just have some quiet and just sit in the presence of God. Allow his love to fill you. Allow him to refresh you. Allow him to give you new faith and new vision for your year ahead and what your life holds. Just allow him to come and be God to you. Because all that we celebrated tonight is about God's heart for you and his desire to come close and for you and him to be in this beautiful, eternal, loving relationship. So Lord, we just welcome your presence. We thank you that you're here. And I pray for that fresh deposit into every heart tonight. I thank you, Lord, that you're, just, you're so close to each one of us, your word says. You're so close. And even when you feel far away, you are close. So why don't we just stand now? I'm just going to pray a blessing on you to close tonight. If you feel comfortable, you can open out your hands to receive what God has for you. All you're doing when you do that, you're just saying to God, I want to receive all you have for me. I want to open my heart to you. So God, I just pray you pour your spirit in afresh into every heart that's here. 
And God, would you pour in your life and your vision? Would you open our hearts and our minds afresh to all that you have for us? Would you give us eyes to see and ears to hear what you're doing, God, in our lives and through our lives? And Father, I just pray for a special blessing, God, of just deepening communion, God, deepening relationship, that we would be a people who really, really know you, who really walk in that relationship with you, that you wouldn't be a name or a tradition or a religion, God, but you would be a relationship, God, that we just dwell in. And I ask that, Lord, by the power of your Spirit for every person here and every person connected with this church. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, bless you. Thank you for joining us tonight. Hopefully God has blessed you. Enjoy the rest of your preparations. We're here on Christmas morning at 10.30. Come and join us if you want to, if you have time to. We'd love to see you. But God bless you. Go safely. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you would like to contact us about this talk, to hear more or to find out about Riverside Church Whitstable, then visit our website at riversideuk.org. Also, you can contact us through our Facebook page or tweet us at Whit Riverside.